0: We want to take a few minutes this morning with our, our kids to talk a little bit about our glorious King we just sang about. You know, for the past several months, since the start of the year, we've been working our way through some of the stories of the Old Testament and re- thinking about how God is revealing to the world the person and work of Jesus Christ, who He is and what He's going to do. Well, we're going to continue with that this morning, but I am going to fast forward Several hundred years, uh, because we're beginning this week something called Passion Week. Uh, What's next Sunday? Who can tell me? Kiddos? Easter. What are we celebrating at Easter? The resurrection, right? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so this week, at some point this week, we'll be remembering, come Friday the death of Jesus Christ upon the cross, and then come Sunday morning when we gather together in worship and celebration, we'll be remembering his resurrection from the dead. Can you believe that? Somebody dies, and then he's put into a grave, and then later on, he walks out of that grave alive. It's magnificent. There's only one way it's possible, because he is who God said he was, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, And he came to do what God sent him to do. Well, I'm fast forwarding in our our story uh, this morning to the the occasion of the death of Jesus Christ. And then in a couple weeks we'll return back to some of the Old Testament stories. But this week we'll be remembering the death of Jesus Christ on Good Friday. And so we just sang about, oh, worship the king. That's our hearts this morning. We're here this morning worshiping Jesus because God has given us a heart that loves Jesus for who he is and what he's done, and God has made him king. King over all, king over us. He is our king. But when Jesus lived, people didn't always recognize him as the king. In fact, that was one of the reasons they put him on the cross. Listen to this. So you're a king, are you? The Roman soldiers mocked at Jesus. Then you need a crown and a robe. And so they gave Jesus a crown made out of thorns. And then they put a purple robe on him. And then they pretended to bow down before him and mock him, saying things, oh, your majesty, they said. They're making fun of him. And then they beat him. They whipped him. They spit on him. You ever had someone spit on you before? You appreciate it? probably the lowest form of, of humiliation, someone just to come up to your face. And it's one thing for someone to accidentally, when they're talking, spit comes out of their mouth. It's a whole other thing when someone comes up to you, looks you in the yeah. eye, and spits you right in the face. You see, they didn't understand this was the king of heaven who had come to rescue people. The soldiers made him, made him a sign. Our king. And they nailed it to the top of a wooden cross. And then they walked up a hill outside the city and made Jesus carry that cross on his back. Now, what do you know about a cross? It's made of wood. What do you know? Anyone ever like to take a piece of wood and just kind of run your fingers across it? I'm not talking about a smooth piece of wood that's been, you know, kind of cleaned up. I'm talking about just a a jag. Anyone enjoy putting your hands just why? What are you going to get in your hand when you do that? Splinters. And we're talking about big things. And Jesus is carrying this on his back after he's already been whipped and beaten. And his skin is hanging off like ribbons from his body. He's carrying this cross. And here's the thing. Jesus didn't do anything wrong. He didn't sin. He had never done anything wrong to these people. And now they're going to kill him the way that the very worst criminals were killed, a cross. You see a picture there of Jesus kind of carrying his cross to where they're ultimately going to kill him. And they did indeed nail Jesus to the cross. They took big spikes. You may have seen pictures about this big. Not little nails like we're talking about here. Like sometimes we nail spikes. And they nailed it through His bones, through his, into a wooden cross and into his, his feet so that He hung upon the cross. see a picture of it there. And Jesus, as He hangs, struggling to breathe, prays, Father, forgive them. They don't understand what they're doing. They don't know who I am. You say you've come to rescue us, people shouted. Look at you. You can't even rescue yourself. But they were wrong. Jesus could have rescued himself. If he had wanted, Jesus could have called out a legion of angels to come down to his side and to come and pull him off that cross. He didn't need angels, but he could have done whatever he wanted to do. But if you're really the Son of God, you could climb down off that cross, they said. And they were right. Jesus could have climbed down. Actually, he could have simply spoken a word and made all his enemies drop down dead. Isn't that what God did in creation? He spoke and it happened. All Jesus, the creator, had to do was speak. And those people would drop down dead. But Jesus didn't. He stayed. You see, they didn't understand. It wasn't nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was his love. His love for God and his love for God's people that God had sent him to save. Father, Jesus cried from the cross. Where are you? Don't leave me. And for the first time ever, and the last time ever, when Jesus spoke to his father, The father did not respond. Just a horrible, endless silence. God didn't answer. This one occasion, the father turned away from his son. Tears rolled down Jesus' face, the face of the one who would wipe away every tear from our eye. And even though it was the middle of the day, around about noon, a little bit after, all of a sudden the sky began to turn dark. Would that be strange to you? If you were to walk out today when we get done here around about noon and the sky just like it's the middle of the night. A dreadful darkness covered the face of the world. The sun would not shine. The earth began to quake and tremble until it seemed that the whole world would break apart. You see, as the creator was, being, was dying, it seemed like creation itself was falling apart. The full force of storm of God's fierce anger at sin was now coming down. That's what the darkness was. The force of God's wrath. And it was coming down on one person. Who? Jesus on the cross. And it was coming down on Jesus instead of the people He had come to save. The people who deserved to die. It was the only way that God could destroy sin and not destroy His children. And then... Ultimately, Jesus shouted out in a loud voice, It is finished. And it was. He had taken on all of God's wrath, and he had died the death that they deserve. Father, Jesus cried, I give you my life, I commit my soul to you. And with a great sigh, he let himself die. Strange clouds filled the sky, purple, orange, and black. And Jesus' friends gently removed him from the cross. They carried his dead body to a tomb that was carved out in rock, and they placed him in. How could Jesus die? What had gone wrong? What did it mean? Jesus' friends didn't understand. They didn't know how how this could happen. Their hearts were broken. Is this the end of Jesus? Is this the end of the one that we put our hopes in? Well, the leaders sure thought so. But just to be sure, they rolled a big stone in front of the tomb. And they put soldiers there to guard the tomb, to make sure nobody came in to steal the body of Jesus. They wanted to make sure nobody could get in. Like it would never happen. No one could get out. Well, that's where things lie. But we'll be reminded next Sunday. That's not the end of the story. Things are about to change. And it's going to change our lives forever and ever.